broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Come to our showroom at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins and find out why we say everything cars made easy is not just an ad line, but a way of doing business. Online at petersontoyota.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Get the best in Las Vegas barbecue at our original location, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, or at your next Allegiant Stadium event. M-Drive. You're never too old to start building lean muscle mass or help your immune system. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which of our specially designed products is for you. By Topgolf. Our all-weather facilities mean you can practice your swing or learn how to swing a golf club 12 months a year. Find any of our coast-to-coast locations at topgolf.com. Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations serving the freshest Mexican food including the all-day breakfast burrito since 1995. Metro by T-Mobile. See one of our store locations for details how to get a new 5G phone free when you switch to Metro and trade in an eligible device. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey in a world-class city. Black Bear Diners, bring your appetite as we serve up home-cooked meals with a smile at any of our uniquely styled restaurants all over the West and Midwest. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better, nationwide or worldwide. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Watch all of the action from the league's eight teams. Go to NCHC.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be. Sorry for that rough introduction, but um, I'm caught up. There's a hockey game on Tuesday night, and it's driving me nuts. (laughs) Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, this is right up in your wheelhouse, isn't it? College hockey on a Tuesday night. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Um, it was up in my wheelhouse till the very end here. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Till the very end of the shootout? Yeah. <laughs> That's not your favorite thing? No. Okay. I'm just checking I mean, it out. The Bulldogs uh, are, are up now 2-1 to one in the shootout, so we'll see what happens to St. Cloud oh, State. You must, you must be a hair ahead of me then because uh, I haven't seen uh, – Duluth take their second shot yet. They're, yeah, you must be about. Oh my goodness! Now it's tied at two. <laughs> this yeah, is crazy. Well, okay. Well, anyway, by the way, uh, uh, 
bunch of big games tonight. Uh, Michigan Tech crushing their rivals uh, at Northern Michigan on the road. Uh, eight to one, I believe, was the final score in that oh game. Oh my goodness, I haven't seen that one yet, but <laughs> that's crazy. Um, yeah, Quinnipiac uh, with with a, with a, with another. Just you know, they just keep rolling on. They win tonight, uh, four to one over Brown. Um, and then you have this game here. Uh, as like I said, you're about thirty seconds behind, ahead of me, so uh, you might want to just. Let me figure it out for myself. But... Okay, I'll, I'll shut up. Well, oh God. I'll shut up really? as far as the game goes. Really? Uh, oh, uh, we're oh. just about to make a lot of people happy. Uh, no, no, not going to happen. Um, so anyway. Um, um, there was a couple this... other Connecticut play tonight, and they're on the cusp of the – Right. Uh, on the pairwise, and uh, I believe they got a win as I try to wait to go back to the scores here. Just hold on a second here. Um, like I said, they uh, – they were playing tonight. Like I said, I think day one. Yeah, they beat Merrimack, um, another team that's on the cusp in the pairwise, uh, at Merrimack six to two. So, um, lots of games that have every a lot to do with the pairwise and, and the postseason. And uh, yeah, we like it. Tuesday night hockey. Last night was the <laughs> opening round of the Bean Pot. We like that. The, o- the only good thing about the pandemic, and I mean the only good thing, is the fact that it gave us hockey almost every night of the week for the last two years. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay, the, fact, the reason – go ahead. As a matter go of ahead. fact, the, um, the rinkside reporter at the, uh, on the uh, broadcast for the St. Cloud game in Duluth uh, said that uh, – I guess it was like – the early 2000, like 2003, 2004 season, the last time St. Cloud played a home game uh, during the week, uh, not including the pod, which obviously right. was not. There were designated <laughs> home teams, but there was no home teams. Right. Uh, except for Omaha, but, you know. Um, this is bizarre. Um Oh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, just yeah, me, we might just don't even bring it. Just we'll just wait. Yeah, we'll we'll wait for it. But um, and kind of a kind of an interesting little tidbit too. I mean, the two games that I've been watching tonight, the 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 Upper Peninsula rivalry game is played on a on, a, on an Olympic sheet, and uh, this game up in St. Cloud is playing on an Olympic sheet. And uh, our guest tonight. Uh, their team plays on an Olympic sheet. Okay, yeah, nice, nice lead-in. Well you done. Like that? Um, yeah, absolutely. That's that professional training that I don't well, have, but you know, uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, there is absolutely no truth to the fact that uh, David Carl called in and requested a uh, shootout game between uh, St. Cloud and uh, Minnesota Duluth on a Tuesday night before right. uh, Minnesota Duluth comes here to Denver. Uh, for this Listen. weekend. There's absolutely no truth in that whatsoever. He wanted them to come in as fresh as they could come in. <laughs> Listen, not for nothing, but there's a college kids, and I know they get tired, but, you know, uh, they're still college kids. It's not, they're not, you know, playing three games to four nights. And Yeah, they went on the road here for this game and to go to St. Cloud, but I don't know. You're Mr. G- Minnesota Geography. Just how far apart are they? An hour? No, they're uh, probably two and a half, three hours um, from from Duluth to St. Cloud. And then I don't know if they're even going back home or if they're going to go to Minneapolis and fly 
out here. I don't know. I, I would guess they're going back home and probably fly out on Thursday morning, but um, who knows? Anyway, the game is still undecided at this point. It's going to be a tie in the books. We know that already. But, right. And by the um, way, a great job tonight. But I, it was two two games. Uh, Duluth was really the 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 better team in the first two periods, and then St. Cloud really turned it on in the third period. They had to. They were down two nothing. They had to turn it on. I get it. I'm just saying that, you know, um, Ryan Fanti made a lot of huge saves in the third period to get it to the shootout. Um, And they're probably never going to figure out whether or not this shot is a goal. So we're we're just going (laughs) to pretend it's a tie. So anyway, as you know, Tuesday is typically the day that I get a little bit of media work in. So uh, I was up at – Magnus Arena today, and I got a really nice feature going. Uh, you're going to love it because all three of the Carters uh, in my interview, they all said that they wanted me to call them by their nicknames. <laughs> I oh, said, I God, love it. No. I love it. So oh, it, it's Jesus. here's the classic there's three Carters on the team there is a Carter Savoy, the sophomore, there is a right. Carter Mazer, the freshman, there is right. a Carter King, another freshman. And I asked him, all please three of them. Please tell me somebody has an original nickname. <laughs> I asked please, them all. Please, please tell me that somebody okay, has an original shush, nickname that doesn't shush. end with a Y. Savvy, oh. Neasy, uh, Kingy. Or so Kinger. anyway, so I asked all three of them. Um, I said, uh, on the bench, does it ever get confusing? Does coach ever just call out a Carter? And uh, they all said, nope. Nope, he doesn't do that. So then when I got to David Carl today, I asked him the question. I said, hey, I'm doing a feature on your on your three Carters today. I said, does it ever get confusing? Do you ever use the word Carter on the bench? He goes, never. I never use the word Carter. I use either last names or, or nicknames. So uh, it, it's officially Sav for Carter Savoy. Uh, he approved yeah. it. He said, yeah, just call me Sav from now on. Uh, and then it's King. We're just leaving that King or Kinger because they call him Kinger. And then uh, Mazer is either Maze or Mazer. So uh, <laughs> what an interesting story. Now, I'm going to give you something, a little tidbit and I'm not, and, and for a month way, down I'm the road. Not, hold on, hold on. I am not disparaging any of, any of the individuals, by the way. Just every guy's got the same nickname. Let's go, people. Let's get some, some real <laughs> nicknames going here. I told Sav something. I'd call him Snipe. <laughs> Stick with Sav. Oh, anyway, it, it just it, it just ended, and Saint Cloud State wins the shootout, which means nothing. But <laughs> Saint Cloud State's pretty happy about it. Uh, maybe well, it's a let's, mental let's, thing. Let's 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 say this: that uh, if you were watching the game or you see any of the video, um, Saint Cloud uh, with uh, Duluth having an empty net. Uh, one of the St. Cloud players basically took down a Duluth player. Um, should have gotten a penalty. And, of course, <laughs> no penalty was called in the third period of a one-goal game. Yep. It is, that's just hockey. Um, <laughs> exactly. Of course, St. Cloud comes the puck down and gets the puck into the Duluth end and about 45 seconds later ties the game. So, <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway, that that's what's coming up. Let me tease my uh, my feature coming up right at the end of the season because um, I started with the three Carters. Coincidentally, uh, Denver also has three Jacks, 
So uh, we've already put things in order. They're all going to wear black jerseys, and it's going to be the three blackjacks. Uh. <laughs> How do you like that? A little Vegas tie-in. God, hopefully Coach Largent is on the line here really soon, yeah, and I don't have to deal with this uh, nonsense of yours. I, I knew you were going to love that. Uh, oh, big thank you to uh, Ron Nabenbauer for, for uh, helping me out today and getting me a couple of pictures and setting up the interviews and all that good stuff. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll talk to our special guest, the man from Alaska, the man that just came off of a desert sweep. And Paul Hornstein wanted to go hide in uh, in a closet tonight before Eric Largen came on, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk to him. We'll find out what that was like uh, in the desert southwest in about two minutes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference, ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. 
All right, indeed it is. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, uh, out on Long Island, New York, where he's probably about 10 feet below sea level, something like that, in his uh, gorgeous, spacious, luxurious basement. Uh, <laughs> spacious and luxurious, yeah. Well, they don't roll out red carpets for me, and they only let's let not, me out of the basement for work. So let, let's not waste any more time. Let's bring on the head coach from from Alaska Fairbanks, Eric Largen, is with us. Eric, Scott, and Paul, with you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, and congratulations on a desert sweep. Yeah, thank you very much, and uh, appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, good, uh, good job this weekend, Coach. Um, you know. I thought you guys are, at least in my eyes, uh, deserved uh, what you got this weekend. Um, I thought you guys were steady. I thought you guys were relentless. And I thought that you guys made ASU play your game. Yeah, the guys, uh, you know, the guys played really well this weekend. Uh, You know, I thought from start to finish we were competing. We were skating. We were, you know, making the game – making the game difficult on ASU. Obviously, uh, ASU is a really talented team. They have a, a great coaching staff and, you know, a lot of very good players and, you know, from from the net on out. So we had our hands full. But, you know, I thought the guys showed up. They played really well and, you know, played played Nanakaki. And, you know, fortunate for us, we got, you know, both wins that weekend. Coach, uh, you know, Paul and I have been talking about this. Uh, the more that you guys play Arizona State, and I know they're coming up to play you in a couple of weeks, but is there a rivalry building between you two now? <laughs> it got pretty uh, it got pretty uh, heated and chippy, uh, you know, in, in those games, especially on that Saturday night uh, there at the end of the game. It definitely was some pushing and shoving. End of the second period, the same type of thing. And, yeah, I, I do think there is. And you start to play the – play the same team multiple times and you know we've been playing these guys every year as well obviously last year we didn't with you know COVID stuff but uh you know the year before playing them and year before that as well so you start to build that natural rivalry and I think it's good it's it's good to have that out west and uh have you know two competitive teams you know battling it out and you know I, I know our group respects the heck out of that that team for what they're you know have been able to accomplish over the past couple of years and um you know, and they got a lot of uh, very good hockey players over there. So, you know, I think when we're going to have our hands full when they when they come up to Alaska, that's for sure. Let, let me jump in real quick. I know Paul's got more questions, but I want to follow that up quickly. Was uh, was there any rumor that uh, there were tears shed that you're uh, not going to be playing at Oceanside? <laughs> no tears. You know what, though? <laughs> you know what I'll say about that, though, is that they – Arizona State's always done a really nice job of being uh, being great hosts. Like when we're there, we were actually there all week last week, and you know they let us use their uh, club team's locker room and coaches' room, and so they always do a really nice job. You know, I know the, <laughs> I think everyone's going to be happy. Our alumni group always comes down as well, so I know them having a little bit more space in the new arena and. Coach Powers texted me over a picture of it. It looks like it's going to be a you know a fantastic facility and. Uh, they're going to do a great job with it. So, you know, it's it was nice to, uh, you know, get a couple wins there. That's for sure. Uh, we The first year we went down there, we got uh, we got smoked. We didn't score a single goal. So uh, it was nice to nice to get a couple wins in that arena. And, you know, looking forward to uh, the new the new building and, and getting a chance to play in it next season. Coach, I, I want to say this because 
I don't want people to think that uh, I'm just looking at the last weekend. But uh, first of all, you guys have basically played most of the last two months on the road. Um, and you guys are 8-4-1 and one in your last 13 games. And uh, you guys are an overlooked story in college hockey this year. Uh, the, the fact that um, you guys have come back like this after starting the season, struggling the way you guys did to get wins, and to have a stretch like this and mostly on the road, you guys are not getting enough credit for it. And kudos to your players because, I mean, they could have they quit. They easily could have quit. No, for sure. And, yeah, it's and like you said, I mean, it's it's all about the group that's in that locker room. And, you know, I, I thought throughout the year, I mean, we've had a good process and we've played, you know, we played some really good hockey. We just maybe didn't, uh, you know, get rewarded for that. But uh, the guys stuck with it and, you know, all the credit to them. They've been they've been fantastic. And the older guys have really led the way for our group and bringing, bringing around a team that's very inexperienced in college hockey. So, um, you know, we're happy that the results have have been coming in a little bit more frequently, but you know, I, I feel like all year we've been, we've been playing good hockey and, you know, we've had a, a lot of overtime losses and things like that. You know, we went to Cornell and had back to back, back to back overtime losses and the road overtime loss and, you know, some tough weekends against, uh, you know, Clarkson on the road and, you know, Duluth had an overtime loss. So it was just kind of one of those things where I felt like if we stuck with it, you know, we'd get rewarded and, you know, uh, like you said, give credit to the guys they did. And, you know, we're finally starting to see the fruits of the labor a little bit. Coach, Ball's called your team all season long pesky. He said, uh, watch out for Fairbanks, they're pesky. You know what? Uh, when I saw you guys play in Denver, I said, you guys aren't pesky. You guys are just good. You're a good, solid hockey team, and I think you're starting to prove it out right now. But um, – is it difficult? And I'm going to throw this question at you, like I did, Coach Powers. Is it difficult uh, to keep guys motivated throughout the year when you don't have a conference, and maybe you realize by looking at the pairwise that we're not going to the tournament this year? Is that a difficult task for you and mentally for your players, or are you able to fight through it? And if you are, how do you do it? You know, it's it's a it's an interesting question because if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have said, you know, maybe we would would have some difficulty with it, but. God, our guys just love to compete and play, and they've been excited to play all year long. And honestly, it's just it's been a, such a pleasure to coach the group. I just think it's uh, those guys in the locker room; they just want to play, and it doesn't matter whether it's at you know the Oceanside Arena or Carlson Center or you know going, coming out to Long Island or wherever it's going to be at. The guys just love to play, and uh, so we haven't really had a lot of difficulty with um, you know getting them up to compete on Friday and Saturday nights. They worked extremely hard and, you know, I've done that through practices and into games. So uh, I don't necessarily think it's anything our coaching staff is doing. I just think we have found a really good group of people in that locker room and they just want to go out there and, you know, show their best on a nightly basis, play for one another. And, you know, like uh, like we've talked about, we've we've uh, you know, we've been competing hard against some very good hockey teams all season long and. You know, I think that, uh, you know, this past weekend was, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, maybe maybe the proof of that, of, of getting some results with it. But, um, 
you know, I thought, you know, having a tie against Denver was such a such a really good hockey team, and you know, playing on the road against some some tough groups and, and getting some splits and things like that. I think, you know, this team all year long has been competing hard, and you know, it's been a pleasure to be able to coach them. Okay, let me throw one more at you, Paul. You got one there, or you want me to? Oh, I, yeah, I did. You know, maybe one of these days I'll learn how to use the microphone. But, um, Coach, not not only that, you had some guys this weekend get their first goals of the season, and and that definitely helps fire up a team, does it not? It does. Yeah, like guys are just so excited for one another after you know after scoring the first goal and. Uh, you know, Harrison Israels was able to get his first, then he got his second the next night. I mean, he's it's a very been a very good player for us. Like he just, you know, hasn't hasn't scored. It's just it's hard to score in college hockey and learning how to do that against very good teams is is not an easy task. It takes you know, it takes a while. And so the second half of the year, I think there's been some some maturation with some of these guys. You know, you look at, you know, Anton Rupsoff and, you know, Harrison Israels and Brady Risk and, um, you know, Kothi. I mean, these guys that have not, haven't, haven't played college games until this year. And, um, you know, it takes some time. And, you know, they've, they've just put their head down and gone to work. And, you know, now they get a get a deflection, you get a break, and then you feel good about yourself. And, you know, maybe the next time the puck's on your stick, you, you're able to finish that chance. So it's uh, definitely something that, you know, goes up and down the bench. And, you know, it's a pretty uh, – a pretty neat feeling for the player, but you know, it's really even it, what's really great about our team is like our team celebrates it just like the player does. It's awesome. Okay. So you brought it up that you're, you're going to be headed to long Island, Paul, I think we're going to get him in the door if we have to squeeze him in there or, or somehow some way to see your team play. So uh, what do you expect out of long Island? It's kind of like between you Arizona state and long Island right now, it's like a battle for the uh, non-conference uh, universities, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a little bit about it, right? You want to try to have the best, the best record, uh, amongst the independents and, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, Long Island's been playing good too, you know, like they've, uh, they took you, they gave UMass all that they could handle. And, uh, I think they're doing a really good job over there too, you know, fighting, fighting different battles, playing a lot of games on the road and, uh, you know, a new program and, um, you know, they're doing a really nice job over there. So, so we, we always talk about it. It's, you know, there's no easy games in college hockey and everybody's good and well coached. And yeah, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough test against long Island and, you know, making the travel and trip out there. And, uh, but it'll be fun. It's a new part and new, uh, new place to play and, you know, excited to, uh, excited to, uh, play at their, you know, play at home in, in, in their building. Well, coach, uh, you know, as, as I said that you guys have uh, written a really, really good story, you guys are going to spend the next four games, because I, I believe you play St. Thomas this weekend, correct? Correct, yep. Yeah. Um, you guys are going to be in a kind of a, a weird position for the first time this year. You're kind of going to be favorites. <laughs> How do you – I mean, I, I mean, do you have to kind of adjust what you might say and what you might do? Well, not necessarily do, but you know, w when you're on a hot streak and all of, and you're used to being the underdog, and now all of a sudden you're going to play a streak of games where you're where you're going to be a favorite. Do you have to guard against that, or is this just not that kind of team? Yeah, I don't think it's thick that kind of team. But you know, you're always as a coach, right? You're always getting prepared for all different scenarios, and 
you know, we talked a little bit about it this week. I mean, the game humbles you really quick. So, you know, just because nobody cares that, uh, you know, this weekend will pass and it's going to be what have you done for me lately. And people are going to look at our results against St. Thomas and, you know, judge us by that. So that's, that's just the business. That's, that's what it works in. It teaches you a lot about life too. And, you know, as, as high as you feel on Saturday night after a good weekend, you can feel the complete opposite, you know, seven days later, you know, getting swept in your own rink against another team. So it's, it, it's a great, uh, it's a great lesson. You got to work hard every single day. And I think that this group understands that and, you know, we'll be competing on Friday against a good team and, you know, see what happens, uh, see what happens then. Uh, did you have to give the guys like, maybe an extra day off this week because you guys are actually home for the first time in a while? <laughs> you know what? That we skated Monday to, uh, you know, I, I don't think that they were overly excited about that skating on <laughs> Monday after the weekend, but we <laughs> skated then. We actually took today off uh, just from the ice, and guys got guys got a good lift in today, and then you know no no skate today, so I got uh, one day off, and then we'll be uh, you know back at it for the rest of the week uh, going into going into the weekend. When we look at your record, Coach, uh, 9-16-1, and one, but as you already said, you guys were in so many close games, overtime, uh, one-loss games. I mean, you just go down the stretch. But um, finishing strong now with what do you have? Um, am I counting this right? You've got eight, nine games left if you include the U.S. Uh, under-18 team. So uh, how important is it to get in as close as you can to 500? Yeah, it's, it's important. I think it's, you know – for us, it's just, you know, one game at a time, you know, I think as you guys talked about, it would have been easy to look at the record early on and been discouraged and, you know, not gotten to this point. Right. So, you know, for us, uh, we just got to make sure we're ready for Friday night and be focused on that and uh, make sure our process is good with it, which I think the guys have been doing that all year. But, you know, as you take a 20,000 foot view, yeah, I think, you know, having as many wins as you can and having as big of a successful season as you can, it's important. It's important for, you know, your fans and alumni and for the guys in that locker room and, um, you know, important for recruiting and all that type of stuff too. So, um, but, you know, you can't get close to 500 without, you know, having success on the first game. And so that's got to be our focus and mindset for it. Um, not that we would know who guys are because it just, we don't, it's just, it's just too many players, but, uh, how many guys have you signed for next year as long as you brought up or have you have you released that yet or you may not have so you may not want to tell us but yeah we haven't yeah we haven't made a release on it i mean i feel you know we've we have signed a few guys and we feel okay. good about the group that's you know group that's going to be coming in the exciting piece about it for us is that we have so many guys that you know can come back and you know you can return everybody if you want them to want them and they want you to come you know want to come back so I think this group is going to have a you know some decisions to make at the end of the year on you know do they play that fifth year do they not um you know like I said I think we have a really good thing going and if that group uh decides to stick together I think they can you know do a lot of very special things uh next year too so um, you know it's exciting it's exciting about you know where the program's headed and you know I think with so much you know, so much uncertainty over the last couple of years and with the conference and, you know, this, that, and the next thing, and then not playing last year. I just think to have as much, you know, uh, positive momentum heading into the off season is a good thing. And, you know, I think it'll carry over into next season as well. 
So now that it's it's getting closer to the end of this year, and I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but mm-hmm. you got to be excited about the fact that Anchorage's program is stabilizing now, and they are getting some players, and and you got them on your schedule in the future, right? Absolutely, yeah. We're going to be playing them multiple times, and uh, yeah, we're excited. We're excited about it. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where just the 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 rivalry between Fairbanks and Anchorage is just so important for both campuses and both communities and it means so much, you know, playing for the, you know, our trophy is the the governor's cup trophy and that's handed out to the winner of the series every single year. And, you know, for us, it's always our most highly attended events and, you know, same for them and fans are, fans are flying and bussing, you know, going both ways. And that's just good for the state. It's good for both campuses and, uh, I think it's good for college hockey to have more teams, more teams out west, which is a positive thing. I think Matt's going to do a fantastic job there. He's built himself a good staff. And like you mentioned, there's, you know, recruits coming in, which is a, a good thing. And it seems like administration is uh, behind the team and uh, the community's behind the team. So we're looking forward to partnering with them and, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, we're both able to show the value that we can bring and, you know, there's a conference affiliation, things like that in the future for both programs. Coach, we, we, we like rivalries on this, on, on this program. And um, you guys have, you know, we talked about Air Force and Army last week. Um, that is a different kind of rivalry. And, and you guys have that rivalry with Anchorage and, uh, is there something that 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 we as outsiders don't understand about it, or uh, would be interested in, or just kind of like, hey, you know, you guys, you don't understand what it's like because of the location or or, or anything specific that 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 we as outsiders don't might not understand that you guys do. Well, I mean, a lot of it just has to do with both communities and, you know, especially for Fairbanks, we always have a little bit of a, you know, chip on our shoulder. We feel like we're the little brother a lot of times to Anchorage, you know, being the bigger population center and, um, you know, it's a little bit bigger of a, you know, of a campus and things like that too. And, um, you know, it just means so much. Like, I'm sure it's no different than, you know, Army Air Force and, you know, St. Lawrence, Clarks, Michigan, Michigan State, you know, all those all those geographical rivals, I mean, Army Air Force, a little bit different with that, but, you know, all those rivalry games are just so important to both schools. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost like it's just ingrained in the culture. I mean, there's just something different about those, those weekends and there's, there's something different when you're playing for a trophy and, um, you know, and there's just such a buildup in the community to it that, you know, you go to a grocery store, you go around town and, you know, people are talking about that. It's a, it's very important. And, you know, it's one of those things where your season, you know, you could have a really bad year, but you win the governor's cup, then, you know, the season's a success. <laughs> it's a strange thing with that. And, uh, but that's what, that's what matters. And, uh, I understand that growing up here and, uh, being a part of it too. I mean, it's, uh, something that as fans, you always look forward to. And, um, you know, I think it brings out the best in both teams and, I think it's something that brings, uh, you know, brings the state together for a weekend of hockey, which is a, which is a pretty cool experience. All right, right coach, I got one. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Scott. 
No, I was just going to say, I've got one for him because uh, we've talked a lot about parity, Coach, and uh, we've also talked about the transfer portal and the older kids. And Coach Saratori reminds me every time I see him that he's got the youngest team and he doesn't get the advantage of the portal <laughs> and all of that stuff, as you know, Coach would say. Um, but have you seen it on the ice? Have you looked at teams that you've played this year and said, oh, my goodness, they're a lot better because they got a couple of fifth-year guys or grad transfers or whatever. Has it been noticeable to you as a coach? You know what? I think that if you find the right fits and the right guys, yeah, I think there's some players that can really, you know, help a program. I mean, I look at, you know, you look at even Arizona State's roster with some of the guys that they added. I mean, those are some pretty uh, – pretty impactful players that they had on, have on their team, you know, Colin Thiessen and, and uh, Jack Becker and Sean Doogie. I mean, just to name a few, I mean, those guys are, those guys are heck of hockey players being able to transfer and play on a team. So, um, you know, sometimes it results in some more wins. Sometimes it doesn't. I just, but it, you do notice it as a coach. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it definitely helps, uh, you know, helps programs out and um, probably hurts some as well. And, you know, just like anything in any type of recruiting, there's going to be some that uh, take advantage of it, some that don't. And, um, you know, it's just it's something that's going to be here to stay. And whether we like it as coaches or don't, um, it's just the reality of it. And we have to figure out how to best support it with our program. And so that's what we're still trying to figure out. I'm sure a lot of teams are still trying to figure out is, you know, what type of player do you want to recruit out of the portal? Uh, what is going to bring success to your program, What who's going to fit into your culture. And, um, you know, it's difficult, I'd say, too, because it's just such a um, – it's a quick timeline. Uh, when someone goes into the portal, then it's like a – it's almost a mad dash. It's a sprint. Um, you know, typically in recruiting, you have time to talk with the player and the family, and you get a better sense of who they are as people. Uh, sometimes you kind of miss that personal touch with it now with the transfer portal. So – you know, I, I think to each their own and, you know, some people figure out how to take advantage of it. Some won't, but it's here to stay. And we as college coaches just have to accept that and try to find the best path forward with it. Coach, as you uh, have gone through this year, um, the, the fact that you guys didn't play last year, uh, as you guys came back this year and you kind of, we spoke to you uh, really kind of early in the season. As the season has gone on, has there been one or two players that, uh, you knew were good players, and, but kind of opened up your eyes and said, "Whoa, I didn't know he was gonna. He could do that, or, or wow, he's gotten so much better than he was at this point. Whenever in the last two years since since you guys played, yeah, you know what? It's it's uh, it's funny because you know a lot of times as a coach, you uh, <laughs> you you always want a lot more of the ones that like you just mentioned the the guys that opened your eyes, the surprises in a positive light. You sometimes have it maybe where you think a kid's going to come in and doesn't fit uh, fit exactly where you had them before. So uh, it's nice for us. We've had more surprises in a positive light, um, which is a good thing and a sign of how well on players that are workers. And, um, you know, you look at for us like Brady Risk being uh, an obvious one there with a guy who's never played college hockey before. We actually moved him into center and he's played with – Deidre Kenbrandt and Philip Fornes Fenson, who are some older players for us, and you know, has really taken off from there. And um, you know, Harrison Israel's, like I mentioned, and Anton Rupsoff, and um, you know, we've just had like Connor Millamock and Braden. We've just had a lot of guys that have stepped up and filled different roles for us this year, and it's been 
uh, it's been a really, you know, a, a group effort. I think if you looked at our the amount of changes we make from Friday to Saturday night, we we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of lineup switches, and for us, it's been a lot of an evaluation process because we have so many fresh faces in the lineup all the time in terms of game experience. And um, so for us, we've been very happy and pleased with our group and our younger guys. And uh, like I said, if, uh, you know, you talked a little bit about the transfer portal, you know, if our guys decide to, you know, stay together, play that, play some fifth year, I, I really think that this group could do some special things next year. And, you know, uh, looking forward to the opportunity to be able to work with that group again for another year. Coach, the last time we talked to you, we hadn't, uh, there hadn't been a decision made, I don't think, on the Olympics of uh, not having NHL players and having college players. But um, a couple of days from now, the Olympics going to start with college players. Um, as a college coach, how does that make you feel? I think it's great. I, you know, to give those guys an opportunity to be able to represent their countries is, you know, a, a fantastic experience. I mean, I, you know, uh, you know, if any of our guys got an opportunity to do that. Um, you know, it'd be so exciting for the program. It'd be exciting for them individually and uh, to represent their country. And, you know, for, for college players to do that, I think is a neat thing. It's a throwback. And I think that's a, a very positive thing for, for the sport. I think it's a positive thing for college hockey and obviously for the individuals for involved. So I see nothing but positives with it. I think it's great. And, you know, glad a lot of, uh, glad a lot of college guys got that opportunity and, you know, hoping there's some uh, maybe in the next round of it that maybe there's some nanox in it. So that's what I'm be hoping for. Yeah, I'm all for the college players playing in this thing. Um, I understand the appeal of all star teams and, and and so forth and so on. And I realize I'm old and old fashioned, but I like it so much better than 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 you know if you're gonna do the the nhl all-star stuff just you know just have an all-star tournament just just you know i don't know i just it just feels better when it's college players yeah there's something yeah there's something more natural about it i think and you know for these for some of these players too it might be the biggest moment of their careers you know you look at going back to when it was amateurs. I mean, that the Olympics was everything, right? That was so important. Guys foregoed going, you know, signing NHL contracts to, to wait for an opportunity to play in the Olympics. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a, a special moment for those players. And I think it's, you know, adds a little purity to the sport. And, you know, it's exciting to see different players on the rosters, maybe some longtime, uh, longtime pros that are playing over in Europe and things like that too. And, I think it'll be neat, and I think uh, those guys are going to lay it all out out there. That's for sure. So it's going to be some <laughs> some very competitive and uh, uh, high contact hockey games. That's for sure. Being able to represent your country and uh, and also very talented and good hockey players as well. Right, Coach, I'm going to switch this up on you, and I'm going to just ask you this: um, You guys had the day off today in terms of being on the ice. Um, there were games tonight. Did you get to be a fan just like we were watching uh, some of these games? Uh, or did you kind of like, uh, I'm going to, my, you know, I, my family might want to talk to me. I don't know. Yeah, that that's what I was about to say. I got to be a dad. I got to be a dad today. So I dropped off my daughter um, at daycare and then I picked her, picked her up and I dropped her off. And then, uh, 
Then I then uh, got to spend a little bit of time with my family, which is awesome. So I have two, I have two twin boys, and uh, they're four months old. And then I have uh, a three and a half year old daughter. So a lot of time on the road, you miss them. And you know these types of moments when you're back at home, you got to enjoy them. And uh, I love watching hockey, and you know definitely be uh, putting on some video when they go to bed tonight. Watch watch some more on St. Thomas, but. Uh, yeah, I, I like being a I like being a dad and getting an opportunity to do that, and um, you know we get lots of hockey in us when when we're on the road and stuff like that too. But uh, you know it's always nice to pull up some college games. I do look I can't lie to you, I do look at the scores on my phone. So I'm of looking at yeah, looking at Tech and Northern, looking at that score, and yeah, looking at that uh, that game, looking at Duluth. It's it's hard not to be checking all the time with it, but uh, you know try to be as present as I can for the family. Okay, well, I found it's kind of. A, a, a weird night because, um, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, we use the term Olympic sheet because that's what we're used to. But I mean, I watched two games uh, be played on the big sheets, and we're talking to a coach whose team plays on the big sheet, and I didn't really think there were that many left. No, no. There's uh, well, what it, you know, Northern's on the big sheet, right? right. And uh, Saint Cloud. Saint Cloud. Uh, we are, Vermont is a bigger, is wider, right. it's a little bit wider. It's 95, I want to say. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, trying to think of any other sheets. I don't know if New Hampshire, if New Hampshire has an Olympic size rink. I don't know the Eastern schools I'm not as familiar with, but yeah, there's still, there's still a few floating around out there. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah, I forgot okay. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. I like to forget them too sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Coach, I'll let you go. My final one for you is um, I said this year, it's been really strange for me because, you know, we cover ACHA hockey too in the West. And um, we're obviously adding you in Anchorage next year to our coverage area. And we can't wait for that. But it's been so surprising for me to talk to coaches who have come out, if they are not an NCAA program right now, and said, hey, yeah, that's our goal. We're working towards becoming an NCAA program. I'm talking about Oregon, San Diego State, UNLV. We know UNLV is playing some games next year, some exhibitions with Anchorage. Um, how far away, in your estimation, do you think we are from a new West Coast conference? Is that, is that realistic? You know what? I, I'd love to say that it'll be soon. I mean, it's exciting that there's talk about it and buzz about it. I mean, we try to keep our ear to the ground as well with those types of things. Um, guy, you got to think if, uh, you know, maybe another school out West and, you know, specifically a, you know, PAC 12 school, if they're able to do it, maybe the dominoes will start out West a little bit. So I'm optimistic, you know, I, I, again, maybe it's a, you know, a little bit of a, of a dream at some time, but, uh, I do think like the programs you mentioned are programs that are knocking on the door and you never know. I mean, it can happen overnight. You look at long Island, it was, you know, the next day, that was sudden, overnight. <laughs> yeah, the program, right. So, uh, or, you know, if someone has a, you know, wants to donate back and, you know, has 30, 50 million and makes a donation that can happen. So, uh, I, I, I think a lot of eyes will be on how ASU draws and, uh, how they're going to do and, you know, what type of revenue they can bring in with that new arena. And, you know, obviously we wish Greg and, and their staff all the best and, and uh, hopefully that they can, you know, 
turn the tide there in the West and, and help with uh, jumpstarting some programs that are watching them, uh, you know, maybe a little bit closer with, with them building that new arena now. Well, I'll tell you, I am dying for the schedules to come out because uh, I want to figure out some way to get up there. Uh, Paul keeps wanting to go up like in the middle of January, but yeah, I'll, no. I'll try to work around no. that. <laughs> no. 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 Anyway, Coach. He keeps uh, trying. Uh, we appreciate your time. We can't wait to uh, to have you guys uh, part of our coverage. So hopefully uh, we won't bug you too much, but we enjoy having the conversations. And uh, go see that family and, and take a peek at some tape on St. Thomas because, you know, Rico does a heck of a job down there as well. No doubt. No doubt. We're going to have our hands full. Thanks a lot, guys. It's been hey. enjoyable being able to talk with you again and uh, take care and have a good rest of the week. Hopefully we get to see you uh, when you come out here in a couple of weeks, Coach, if the uh... – uh, if they if they let me in, they may not. Who knows? Um, but, can can uh, he sneak in as a nook? Oh yeah, yeah. We can get we can get a couple staff passes for you. You're good. Oh, we'll we get go. you on we'll the list. We'll get him in. One yeah, as long as it's at, you got as long as it's good for you for lunch break. We got a couple uh, afternoon games out there. So. Well, see, that's the whole thing. I, I I don't know if I can get to that Friday afternoon game because I don't. But. Uh, the Saturday one. That's a job, is, Coach. Is good. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I mean, they make me want to go. They make me have to work, Coach. I don't understand it. I know. Those responsibilities, you know, they get in the way. <sighs> yeah, so we're going to try to get to the we, – we should be able to get to the Saturday one, but uh, Friday is going to be a little bit tough since it, I, it, it's a weird afternoon game. I, I, I can't even imagine what you guys are going to be like starting a game at like, what? I like, <laughs> feel like you're starting a game at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's exactly what it'll be. So that'll be it's a bit strange for us with that. And, you know, we'll be traveling. We'll get in late Wednesday night. So we'll be in, you know, 8 o'clock Wednesday or something like that. And, um, yeah, it'll be different, but, you know, different uh, different challenge, that's for sure. But if you need some tickets, you know you know who to talk to. Just let me know. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Uh, yep. Coach, Coach, uh, enjoy the home cooking for at least a weekend or two, and then uh, you know we'll uh, we'll see you very very soon, and we'll have you back on the show and talk about those recruiting classes this summer and all of that good stuff. So, welcome to the Ice Time Hockey Southwest family, which is soon going to be Ice Time Hockey West because that's love what it. we're going to be. <laughs> love it, I love it. So, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Absolutely. That's uh, head coach Eric Largen from the uh, the uh, Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks. We appreciate uh, Coach coming on and visiting with us. Uh, Paul and I will be right back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. As I finally figured out, it's Southwest Weekly now. It's not Sunday night. It's not live. It's Southwest Weekly. So we will be right back. As you plan your next trip, or perhaps your first trip in a while, Drury Hotels has over 150 locations to help you travel happy again. Winners of 16 consecutive J.D. Power Awards for guest satisfaction, Drury Hotels treats you right. Free hot breakfast and happy hours, 24-hour fitness and business centers, as well as more than enough Wi-Fi bandwidth to take care of all your connectivity needs. Whether you're traveling for business, catching a hockey game, or just trying to reconnect with cozy moments, Drury Hotels have the location and amenities you need when looking for a place to stay. Call 1-800-DRURY-IN or go to druryhotels.com and book your stay today. Drury Hotels, where our home is your home. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, 
UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed it is. Tuesday night, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you from Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on the beautiful Long Island. And, uh, Paul, uh, we're so fortunate, uh, I'll tell you that right now, to have coaches that uh, have the insight, the knowledge, and the uh, the willingness to talk to us for half an hour or more. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Coach Eric Largen was, uh, was again, uh, just unbelievable, and there's no doubt that his program is going to continue to be successful. Well, I love the energy. Um, first of all, you know they got to bring the positive energy, and he, and he gave up time on his day off. And, uh, you know, uh, thank you very much, Coach. Uh, you know, and it's right around dinner time in Alaska, too. So, um, you know, we appreciate uh, his willingness to come on uh love what the the team has done all year um I'll, I'll you know taking off the maroon and gold glasses for the for the moment here um i i've said it all year and, and 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 i'm and you know you can go back and listen to any of the shows that we've done and i said it probably from week number two or week number three that this was a pesky team and I and I and I and I do enjoy the heck out of watching the, them play um, they play fundamental sound hockey they don't make a lot of mistakes kudos to him and his players um, and you know you need to be at your best to beat these guys and you know they as a coach said, they look one, two, three, four overtime games on the road early in the season. They lost one at Omaha. They lost two in overtime at Cornell, and that's what really opened up my eyes. And then they went to Duluth and 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 and, and lost that game in overtime, one nothing. And it, it just at some point it was going to break out. And then they got some home cooking when they played uh, RPI. And it's kind of been a turnaround ever since. And, you know, uh, I, I like I said, 8-4-1 in the last 13 games. There's a lot of teams that would take that. Oh, absolutely. And I can tell you right here in Denver, um, the only blemish on the home record for the Pioneers was the tie with Alaska Fairbanks. That's saying something because a lot of good teams have rolled through here and continue to roll through Denver. And uh, the fact that the uh, Pioneers have only one blemish and that being a tie with them, uh, when you look in, and you see – and, and, and by the way, that's a game where Denver was up 4-2. to two. Oh, I know. I know. That was a game – Denver was winning by, by two midway through the game. So even more kudos. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I told you last weekend, I said, um, boy, I hope Arizona State doesn't overlook Alaska because – they're, they're coming into play. Uh, they, they just don't quit. And the other thing you've got to consider is when you say they go on the road, 
they go on the road. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, just this topic about uh, them coming out by in your neck of the woods at LIU um, and and to play like a 10 a.m. game. Holy cow! You got to well, adjust your bodies to that. And I know they're young, but but still, it it's still an adjustment on your body. And, and the Saturday game is even, is an hour earlier. They're play, that's a nine o'clock Alaska time start. <laughs> That's breakfast. Oh, my goodness. Breakfast on Long Island. I love it. Well, there are worse places to have breakfast. I mean, yeah, ab- absolutely. And then they're going to wrap up their season uh, with uh, the under-18 team in Alaska, or uh, they're going to be at the under-18 team, uh, which is, is kind of cool for them because that'll be a really test. They'll be at their peak, I think, and so will the under-18 team. And that should be a real, real good battle. So, uh, I don't know what to say. That's just uh, It's just phenomenal. I can't wait to have them in our coverage area. I can't wait to talk to some of their players and get a chance to do that. So when that schedule comes out, I'm going to be working hard to figure out where they're going to be and how I'm going to get to them. But somehow, some way, um, we're looking forward to both Anchorage and Fairbanks uh, coming on board. Um, this weekend? Uh, I'm, I'm also kind of looking forward to, to you know, I, I, I don't work that far from where – LIU plays just a three o'clock game on a Friday afternoon. I might've taken it off if I didn't have, if we weren't on vacation the next week, because they kind of frown on that. But, um, <laughs> boy, I hear that cough coming on. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and scratchy throat. You just don't want to take any chances at this point. No, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> well, well you heard coach, if you need tickets, well, we're not going to need tickets. I, I'll get you in the press box, but well, I'm not worried about, like I said, I'm not worried about, like I said, uh, I, I, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to see. I have to actually map quest it and see how exactly how far the Northwell health center is. Um, from where I work, I, I, I think it might even be further than UBS, um, where the Islanders play their actual games as opposed to the practice facility, which is where the the Sharks play their home games. Uh, I have to kind of map quest that out and kind of see how long it will take me to get there. Yeah, that's uh, that's something to definitely do because I think that you'll have a lot of fun at that college take a hockey late game. lunch on that Friday. Yeah, there's no doubt that that's going to be a lot of fun. So um, we'll keep tabs on them. There's no doubt about that. As I said this weekend, I will have my eyes squarely focused on the uh, Denver Pioneers and the uh, University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. Hopefully we can get a chance to visit with Coach Scott Sandlin when he gets here. Um, well, he's going to be a little cranky about tonight's game. I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, well, I'll give him a day or two to think about it. But <laughs> Well, that might make him even crankier. I don't know what the heck you're talking about, but that might make him even crankier. Uh, I will, I'll give him some time. I'll give him some time, right. and then uh, and then hopefully we'll have that. And, of course, watch for the feature, uh, the three Carters. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, all three great kids. Um, it's so much fun to visit with. Uh, they have such a good time. And when you're winning, I guess that cures – all, all of everything, but uh, again, I'm going to bring this up one more time. Let's see the rest of our schedule this week. We got uh, 
Holy Cross at Colorado College uh, for two big games in Atlantic Hockey. Uh, ASU is off this weekend. Uh, Colorado College is at North Dakota. And we have Denver uh, is hosting. Let's just get to you know, actually learn how to use my computer here. Uh, Denver is hosting Duluth. So uh, a big, big weekend for uh, the teams that we follow closer here. Um, and here at uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And uh, we're just, uh, you know, as we hit down the stretch here, as teams battle for pairwise position, uh, we're going to uh, see what happens as we, you know, uh, battle for position in the pairwise conference tournaments, etc. All right, College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Burrito Express, our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. Top Golf. Our one-of-a-kind experiences bring your gathering to another level. Go to TopGolf.com and plan your outing today. Peterson Toyota, serving Fort Collins, Loveland, and Windsor since 1968 at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins or at PetersonToyota.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 5G access with every Metro plan at no extra cost. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it, and nchc.tv has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. Black Bear Diners, whether it's our Friday fish fry or prime rib specials on Friday and Saturday nights, you'll always feel like you're at home. Find your location at blackbeardiner.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, professional atmosphere and a world-class education. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, come and get our slow-smoked ribs or pulled pork or any of our award-winning tastes at all Allegiant Stadium events or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And by M-Drive, refine your drive and don't let age beat you. Go to mdriveformen.com and get started today. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Don't forget tomorrow night, uh, the Great West College Hockey Podcast and Come back Sunday night with another edition of College Hockey Southwest Live. On Sunday night, more great guests, more great programmings. Tell your friends uh, to give us a review on whatever your podcatcher is and help more people find the show. Have a good night, everybody.